So in this episode, we talked to Bob the Pop-Up, also known as Sean. He has gathered over 3 million views on YouTube and does uh, Rocker Reacts videos. He, a uh, previous rock fan, now is getting into rap and hip-hop. Uh, we talked about a bunch of things. Julian? Yeah, so we talked about the future of hip-hop, also why he got into hip-hop, and why music in general is very important. Um, so yeah, he has a really good YouTube channel. Would highly recommend, so please check him out on YouTube. Um, it's also linked in the description of this episode at Bob the Pop-Up on YouTube. So without further ado, we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to Eurocast. We are your hosts, Julian Kratzer and Luca Gutini. Uh, today is another very exciting episode. We have uh, Bob from Bob the Pop-Up uh, on the podcast today, uh, and he's going to talk to us um, about the impact of music. Okay, so for those of you who don't know Bob the Pop-Up, he is a YouTuber with currently 42,000 subscribers. Um, and what he does is he essentially, well, he comes from a rocker background. So he uh, is a big metal fan, big rock fan. And over the past couple of months, he's been indulging in a kind of trip into um, learning more about modern music, modern rap, hip hop. So uh, yeah, we have Sean with us right here. Um, so how are you? I'm I'm great, man. It's it's nice to meet you guys and see you guys, and I'm happy to be here. Thanks you for uh, inviting me on. Let's get right into it. So uh, you listen to a lot of music. So why, personally, for you, is music so important? You know, I was thinking about this the last day or two after you guys had sent me the email. Like how I figured this question would come up because it was kind of the core concept of what you guys had described. And I was thinking about it and thinking about it, and it occurred to me that music for me anyway, and I assume this is true for most people, that music is so special in the sense that, especially if you're alone, like if you're in this atmosphere where you can really just sit down and listen to something, you're not interrupted or disturbed or anything. Listening to music, especially something that connects with you, is one of the rare times where you can really just be who you are. And there's no judgment. There's no considering other things there's no you know nobody mis, mis, uh, misunderstanding what you're trying to say or interpret and that you can just exist as a person and go through whatever it is that you're going through and that's it and it's an amazing experience to me mm -hmm. so you're saying that it's something that you can do on your own and it's something that where you feel comfortable in your own body and you can express yourself even though you're not around other people yeah. And in a sense, too, it's it's in a way of being vulnerable without being judged or misunderstood. You know, sometimes people just want to rage, you know, like maybe you're not an angry person. <laughs> you know, maybe that's just not your demeanor, but you had a rough day and you put on something loud and you just need to scream for 10 minutes straight. You know, mm -hmm. you, you have no personal desire to go out and break stuff or, or, or hurt people or anything, but you just have to express this emotion. Or same thing with, you know, if you're sad and you're just feeling a lot of pain, you put on something that's sad and you can just cry and get it out of your system. And there's no one around you going, oh, what's wrong? Or trying to make you feel better or mm. trying to understand. Like, no, you just get to exist as the person you are in that moment. And the music, to me, the music always helps to pull these emotions out, whatever it is that they are. I mean, to some extent, that's also kind of the origin of blues music, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Okay, okay, so um, your channel is obviously known for having the title Rocker Reacts to, and then the name of the album you're reacting to. 
Um, so why don't you explain how, what influenced the change? When did you decide to go, I want to explore more modern stuff. I want to kind of get away from only metal or only uh, uh, rock. And I want to go elsewhere with my musical journey. There's been lots of different sources of that inspiration. One big part is there's another channel called Lost in Vegas. And it's two guys that are coming from hip hop and checking out metal. And I've been watching them for years off and on. And they're a great channel because like other people have said for my channel, it's so neat to somebody come from a different musical genre and explore metal and find, you know, the, the elements that are so enjoyable about it. And so they're a big inspiration for me in, in terms of starting my own channel. <clears throat> and then of course, just YouTube in general, the fact that these reaction channels are so big and so popular. It seems like it's kind of an easy way to get into something like that if you want to make a channel. And then my whole personal experience, having listened to rock for easily 30 years and never giving hip hop a fair chance, while also understanding that hip hop is a huge genre, huge artists, huge fan base. I mean, obviously a very popular amount, uh, very popular music for a reason I never really understood because I never gave it a fair chance and I never gave it a fair listen. Hmm. And I also knew that in my own personal experience, the life that I've lived, there are so many people in my country in the, in the United States that have experiences and live in these environments that I, I have no knowledge of, and I'll never have that knowledge and I'll never have that experience. And in the U S specifically, I feel like there's a lot of division that's happening and I don't like that division. And I thought to myself, you know, what, what better way for someone like me who loves music and, and appreciates music and can sit down and just listen to something that's new to try and somehow build a bridge that exists in that gap between my experience and somebody else's experience, my background and their background, and, and try and understand where other people in my own country are coming from, the lives that they're experiencing, the struggles that they're experiencing, and to hear those stories told through music. And then to come into the genre that I've never fully explored before and, and hear these stories told so well and with so much detail and emotion and grit and struggle, it's been incredible for me. And so it's really been a lot of all of those elements combined that has led me to where I am now. Mm, and uh, so often when you're uh, listening to music, maybe subconsciously and with no bad intentions, you can come across... Um, yourself with some almost musical elitism because you've stuck with a certain genre a certain group of musicians and it's difficult to then pass on to a different genre and explore and expand your um, understanding and your views so what would you recommend to people who want to go into different genres well i always say if if you're in hip-hop or in rock and you're trying to go to the other side to me always the super highway between hip-hop and rock is rage against the machine that band is an incredible band because they just, they play so heavy. But then Zach De La Rocha is so brutal on the microphone with his rhymes and his flow and everything. So to me, that is like the bridge that should exist between those two genres for sure. Mm. And then I feel like from there, once, once you establish more or less like a, a foothold into this new genre where you find mm. something that's like, okay, I'm kind of comfortable from there with this. I feel like from there, rap, or hip hop in general has a slight advantage in the sense that because there are so many features by other artists on the albums, 
you can listen to an album and go, hey, you know, this guy was kind of cool on this song. I'm going to check out an album by him. And then you'll listen to an album by him. And then there'll be three more features from other artists you haven't seen. And it almost starts this chain reaction of, of exploration. Mm-hmm. Whereas rock, it's a little bit harder to find that path just because, you know, bands tend to play their own music and it's rare when they break off and do something else with somebody, a different artist or a different band. And so rock is a little harder in the sense of, okay, I liked this sound. How do I discover somebody who sounds like them? It is nice now with the streaming services, how often they'll, okay, you enjoyed this album. We recommend you try this album or this playlist. So it does make it easier in that sense. But I feel like overall rap has the advantage in exploring further. Hmm. And would you say the two genres have many similarities or cultural similarities? <sighs> um. I don't think so. The, the more I listen to rap and hip hop in general, I feel like I want to believe that there are a lot of similarities, but I'm, the more I listen to it, because I still listen to rock on a daily basis, the genres, they are very different. You know, how the music is constructed is very different. How lyrics are constructed and, and presented vocally are very different. Um, the emphasis on lyrical structure versus musical structure. I, there, there's so many different things happening in both genres. And I think, again, that's why I love Rage Against Machines so much because it, it, it really blends those two together. And then, you know, I, there's, there's a, for me, I always had a huge barrier coming into rap because there's a lot of like pop cultural references references to other artists, references to fashion, you know, all all these references that really don't really exist in rock as much. Rock is more or less kind of storytelling and just Mm. songs. And then there's a, you know, a slang, a lingo that exists in hip hop and that culture that doesn't really exist in rock. And so if you're venturing into hip hop and rap for the first time, you have this, this huge shock of vocal delivery and lyrics and how those come out. And then you have all these terms that are being used that you're not familiar with. <laughs> and just, there's a lot to kind of overcome at first. But then I imagine anybody who's coming from the, the hip hop side, trying to explore metal and they put on an album and all the guy is doing is just screaming bloody murder. <laughs> <laughs> I have to imagine somebody's just going, what in the hell is this? And how can you enjoy this at all? Cause I can't make heads or tail out of what's happening. Mm. Okay, so you need a, a transition. You can't go right from one to the other. I don't think so. I mean, unless you're very brave and very bold and just willing to jump, just blindly jump off a cliff. You know, I would never recommend somebody who listens to Kendrick Lamar just jump into somebody like Sepultura because Sepultura mm-hmm. is this Brazilian heavy metal band and they just thrash and scream and go crazy and I love them for it. But it's very different music. Mm. Yeah. And you've listened to, in, in your hip-hop journey, you've listened to a lot of stuff from the 90s, even 80s, but also a lot of more modern stuff. So you've yeah. kind of gone from Illmatic and, and Ready to Die most recently to, you know, Kendrick and more modern uh, albums. Um, where, like, where has the journey of hip-hop gone in these, let's say, 30 to 35 years? It's kind of gone all over. You know, I, I did have a... Um when I was working up to, to Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar, a lot of people were saying, look, you got to listen to Tupac first. You got to listen to Jay-Z first. You got to listen to all these other artists first because they were such big inspirations for Kendrick, which makes perfect sense. It's been a challenge because 
there's a lot of stuff I've listened to. Obviously, it's all new to me, but at the same time, there's still a lot of music I haven't even heard yet. You know, I haven't heard Mac Miller. I haven't heard Earl Sweatshirt. I haven't heard Brockhampton. I haven't heard Wu-Tang, Outkast, A Tribe Called Quest. Like, there's just so many artists I haven't even heard yet. And it, and it is a challenge in the sense from a YouTube perspective of, okay, obviously here's what's being recommended the most and what is the most popular. And then you get comments about how, no, if you're doing a journey in hip hop, this is what's the most important to understand the music and the history and everything. And so, and then there's also, you know, just my personal interest when people will say something like, oh, you got to listen to run the jewels because Zach De La Rocha from Rage Against Machines on there. You'd like it. So it's a hard, it's a hard thing to pick. Um, the journey has kind of bounced around all over the place. You know, sometimes I'm doing stuff that's new. Like I did, uh, Tyler's call me if you get lost album. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm doing stuff that's almost 30 years old. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. I'm just kind of guessing as I go, basically. Mm. And where do you think it's going in the future? What direction is it going to take? I don't know. I've been wondering that myself lately. Um, cause you have to imagine at some point, you know, you kind of get through all of the, what's considered classic albums. Um, you know, new music keeps coming out, which is nice. Um, I was thinking actually the other day, I'm, I'll probably start just a tiny little new series, a tiny series where I will start recommending on a, probably like a Sunday, I'll put a video out where I say, Hey, here's a rock album. I recommend you check out, just listen to a rock album every week. Cause that's kind of fun for some people who want to explore rock, but don't really know where to go or start mm-hmm. or listen to, but overall, Really, I'm just enjoying what's going on. You know, my, my another section of the channel is the conversations with the community, which I enjoy, where I just sit down with somebody one-on-one and we talk about an artist or an album or whatever. And it's been great interacting with the community in that way and hearing people's stories and just learning more about the music and how it touched them, how it helped them through their lives. It's been incredible, really incredible. And one album you... Um reviewed or reacted to was the miseducation of lauren hill and i remember in there she said um that music as an artist you need to strive to have a positive influence on people so with that being said who or you can name a couple artists of course who has had the largest influence i would say that the two musical artists i would say that have had the largest influence would be trent reznor from nine inch nails and uh, Maynard Keenan, who's a singer for Tool. And those two guys specifically have inspired me the most in the sense that I've watched them go through their careers musically. And what they've always done is pursued the things that they are interested in. <clears throat> and I've, I've heard that so often in documentaries about other artists and stuff like that, where, you know, they, they're trying to be a musician, they're trying to make it, and then they, they finally make it. And then they're miserable all of a sudden, because they're constantly doing all these things. And they're, they're just stressed out and, and overworked and, and feeling like they have all these obligations that they have to meet while doing that. What they're actually doing is pursuing things that they don't want to do. It was really interesting to me. There was a Lady Gaga it was an interview or documentary where she said her life started getting so much better when she started saying, no, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to go to this thing. No. And so with Trent Reznor and Maynard James Keenan, Maynard, he has his own winemaking business. He has another, uh, he has other groups that he, he works with making music. Trent Reznor started moving on to doing musical scores for uh, uh, movies. Just it's, it's fascinating watching these guys pursue what they're interested in 
and maybe it doesn't catch on right away, but eventually people catch on to it and go, oh, wow, this is also really good. Like, yeah, maybe as fans a year ago or two, we were upset because they didn't come out with just another album that we wanted to hear, but instead they made this completely different thing. And it turns out this completely different thing was great. And we like that too. Mm. Okay. Um, so now we're going to, we, okay. Uh, we did some digging and we found out you, you've actually been in the military and have been all over the world and experienced a bunch of cultures. Uh, so as a follow-up to this, uh, what has been the most memorable musical experience that you've had from all this traveling that you have done? Um, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get to experience a lot of music while traveling just because being in the Navy, you, you, you pull into this foreign country and you're there for 36 hours. And you, typically what happens is you've been on a boat for three months straight and all you want to do is get drunk and eat some food and then go to sleep again. <laughs> so unfortunately, I didn't really get to experience music from other countries while traveling, but music was definitely a huge support for me while I was in the Navy and we were out to sea on deployment and stuff like that, because God, there's, there were times I probably would have just gone insane if I couldn't put on some headphones and sit somewhere quietly and listen to whatever it was I needed to listen to, to get through that day or that hour or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And then also, I think it was the um, additional thoughts to, to Pimp a Butterfly where you, you vividly describe this picture of you driving through Malaysia and you, you're seeing all these huts that are uh, made of wood and just materials that are really just lying around. And then you, you kind of uh, describe how uh, the Western world has so many differences to um, you know, Malaysia and those countries that aren't necessarily in the Western world. So what does one learn when, when he discovers the cultures? that are so different to their own cultures. I, I feel like it's a great way to um, expand your perspective, your, the range of your perspective. You know, I, I think of it like a, a, like a pressure gauge, you know, you can have a, a bicycle pump and the pressure gauge goes up to, you know, 50 pounds or something like that, which relatively speaking is a small range. You know, you get into high pressure systems that have, you know, reached, thousands of pounds of 50 pound gauge is, is really small compared to that. I feel like when you go to other countries and you see the conditions people live in and, and the things that they put up with either good or bad, it really expands your own personal range, your own scale of what is good and what is bad and driving through Malaysia. I mean, that was, that was a mind blowing experience, mind blowing, just miles and miles of shantytown. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. I sometimes wonder if my memory is just wrong, if it's like making it up or exaggerating the experience, but sitting on that bus, just watching it go by was incredible. And <clears throat> it's a tough thing because it creates this contrast of, okay, on one hand, yes, there are, there are still conditions in the US that are terrible that need to be resolved and improved and what have you, but it does at least put it into a different perspective of, okay, well, but we're not that bad. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it's a weird, it's a weird duality because on one hand it's, it is nice to look at something and realize, okay, my life is better than what it is. But then it raises the question of, does that mean it, people need to settle for poor conditions because they're just not awful conditions, you know? Mm. Mm, yeah. But what if you don't have the chance to travel so far? Is, is music maybe a way to experience these new cultures and kind of redefine your character? 
in a sense, in a sense, I have to be careful not to get too carried away with the experience that I'm having because I don't want to start sounding, I don't know, pompous or, or something like that, where it's like, oh no, I've, I've listened to the music and I've heard the story. So yeah. now I know what it's like, but because I have no idea what it's like mm-hmm. and I'll never know what it's like because I've just, I've never been in that environment. I most likely never will be in that environment. And the experiences that people have growing up as kids, changing into adults, having their own kids and being parents in that environment. I mean, that's an experience that you just can't, unless you have it yourself, you, you don't understand what it's like. Mm. But music definitely is at least a bit of a window into these Absolutely. different worlds. Mm. Yeah, it, it is. It is a great window. And I feel like with music, especially you kind of going back to the, the topic of my country feeling divided is if you if you're willing to take the time to listen, you, you music, I feel like is such a bridge for everyone because it's pretty easy for people to sit down and put aside all these political differences, religious differences, whatever, and just sit down and and enjoy music because that's what it is. People typically understand music is to be enjoyed. It's not to be judged or criticized, although people obviously do that. And I feel like music is an opportunity for people who do not know each other at at all on any level Mm. to at least start to understand each other. Yeah. So, um, Previously in the episode, we talked a bit about uh, what direction music, will, the world of hip-hop will take in the future. Um, what artists do you think will create this uh, future world of rap? Interesting. You know, the first two names that come to my mind are Tyler, the Creator, and Kendrick Lamar. Those are the first two that jumped to my mind. Um, Kendrick is such an incredible lyricist and storyteller, writer. I feel like if anyone is going to push the intellectual boundaries that it would be him for sure. And then musically Tyler has got all those bases covered. It has been so fun going through his albums in order and watching this guy evolve over time. Cause he, and then, and then too watching documentaries about him and how he works and how he puts his music together in his mind. And of course he's so charismatic as well. Yes, so just a really likable person to, to like see interviews with. And he seems a little fearless too. You know, yeah. not so much and not in a brazen way, but just he, he it seems like he's very comfortable with who he is. And when you're comfortable with who you are, you trust your own decisions. And when you trust your own decisions, you make them fully. And so he is in a position where, OK, he's proven himself musically. He makes great music. He's comfortable with himself. He knows he can trust his own decisions. And so as long as he stays true to his own musical path, whatever that is. I think he is going to create incredible music. Mm. I feel like I feel like there's a there's a similarity between Tim uh, Tyler and Trent Reznor because Trent Reznor is kind of the same thing. Like he just makes what he wants to make, and some people don't really get into it that much, but eventually they catch on. Like, oh yeah, this is actually really good. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Tyler he he probably could have the same career arc where it's like no, he just kept pushing the limits, and people didn't really catch on until two, three, four years later. Mm. And do you, do you think uh, Playboy Cardi's kind of unique sound will be will kind of shape the future? I think he has a lot of potential. Um, I had an episode where a conversation with the community where myself and another guy were talking about him. And hopefully I would love to see Playboy get more industrial, more metal, because 
I feel like he has a huge potential there as well, especially to, you know, there's a big, I feel like there's a big window with Playboy in terms of he's got this sound and he's got this massive amount of momentum and fan base with them. If he were to implement just a little bit of, a little bit of liter- lyrical depth yeah. to kind of flesh out everything. Cause I mean, not, to, I'm not trying to disrespect him or his, or his lyrics or his vocals or anything, but if he started telling some stories within the music, it doesn't have to be advanced or super detailed or anything, like that, but if he just started putting some stories in there, he could make an, a conceptual album where the album itself is this whole tale, you know, you just get and a bit of Kendrick Lamar in him. Yeah. Just perfect. a little bit. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing perfect. because I mm. feel like the people who don't like Playboy Cardi, the people who like to disrespect what he's doing, they're doing it on the basis of he's not saying anything. Oh, it's just a bunch of noise yeah. and this and that. And there's no, he's not really rapping. He's not telling a story. So if he were to weave a story in there, it'd be incredible. Mm. So there's the musical, he has the musical capabilities, but maybe he hasn't shown his lyrical ones just yet. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And I, you know, maybe that's just not what he's into. That's, that's what's interesting with artists is some people are very much into making music. Some people want beats. Some people want to write. Some people want to sing. Some people want to play the violin. You know, everyone has their own interests, their own pursuits. And so, yeah, maybe Playboy is just like, script. I'm just going to go on stage and bang around for a while. And that's what I love doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, on one of your conversations with the community, you talked about gatekeeping. Um, so do you think gatekeeping kind of, kind of turns people off from exploring new genres? Yeah, I think it can. I think it can. It, it's, it's too bad because... I, I very much feel like music is to be enjoyed and you enjoy it however it is that you enjoy it. There's no wrong way to enjoy something. You know, I always think of that meme. I, I don't remember what the picture is, but it's like the, the one guy's yelling at the other, you know, stop having fun. You're not having fun, right? Or whatever. And it's so ridiculous. Like, just enjoy it. Whatever it is. That, I'm, I'm very much against the idea of guilty pleasure. Like, now, do you like it? Yes. Okay, then enjoy it. And so with music, especially if you're exploring new stuff and trying to figure it out, it's a bummer to me when I hear someone talking about this and that, and then someone else chimes in and says, well, have you heard their first album? No. Well, then you don't even know because on their first album, it's like, oh, okay, dude, way to ruin it for everybody here. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I think the guest mentioned the example of people uh, with, uh, with band shirts that when someone wears yes. a shirt from a band and they immediately go up to them, okay, name five songs from that band, mm-hmm. <laughs> that sort of stuff. I mean, are, are you yourself a perpetrator of that sort of crime? Have you no, ever I, like I, I will never ask, you know, to name five songs. If I do see somebody wearing a band shirt that I love, I'll, I'll maybe, you know, gesture to them. I was like, oh yeah, sweet. You know, yeah. whatever band, but I'll never, I'll never ever grow up and grill them and, and, you know, interrogate them on how much they know. Like, no, if you, if you like a band, that's great. That's awesome. Um, but then, you know, some people, this was, I think it was in discord or something, but they'd mentioned sometimes I just wear the shirt because I think it looks cool Yeah. because yeah, yeah it's a shirt. <laughs> like who cares about the band? I'm just wearing this cool looking shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously one big thing that's happened in music over the ca- past couple of weeks is Kanye releasing his uh, documentary. Do you have any strong opinions about it or do you kind of respect Kanye more after watching it? I'm really happy. I don't know his name, but whoever was recording all that stuff, Cootie. I'm really, yeah, Cootie. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's it. I'm really happy he took the time to do that. 
I'm really happy he had the foresight to understand that he was witnessing something important that should be documented so that we could then see it later. I've only watched the first episode. I I think the second episode is out now. I haven't watched that yet. My wife wants to watch it with me, so I'm waiting until she can watch it too. But um, it's been really interesting. It's Kanye is an interesting person. Very, very dynamic person. (laughs) And, you know, unfortunately too, it seems like what Kanye is going through is, is, is typical of kind of what everybody goes through as you, as you start to obtain success and you meet these markers and then it's like, okay, well now I want the next thing. And now I want the next thing. And now I want the next thing. And I think that's perfectly natural with everybody. Um, But one thing that kind of, one thing that's the downside of that is, you know, you think back to six months ago or six years ago or whatever, and how, what it was that he used to want, he now has, but now it's behind him and he's completely forgotten about it, you know? And so, I don't know, maybe that's just a part of life. Maybe it's just a natural mental progression that exists. Um, I mean, at 60, he won't be there saying, I want more, I want more. There must come a certain time where someone says, I've accomplished what I want to accom- what I wanted to accomplish. Now I can relax. I mean, right? I certainly hope so. But, yeah. you know, you see, it, you see it in sports sometimes, the aging athlete who is well past their prime and just can't let it go. And, yeah. you know, I think with music, maybe it's a little different just because, you know, with, with rock in general, gets a little grueling to tour and play these shows over and over and over again. And so at some point they go, okay, yeah, we got We have to stop doing this. Like, we just can't keep doing it. But then other bands keep going. I think ACDC is still touring. Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> they just keep going. Mm. And you know, it's that, that question, that idea of at some point you have to realize, yeah, I've done it, but I feel like there are people out there who, and it's very sad to me. They feel like they never get there for whatever reason. It's always just this perpetual pursuing of the thing that's off in the distance rather than realizing where they are right now and going, wow, this is incredible. I'm going to enjoy this as much as I can. And then if something else happens after that, that's great. But there's a lot of value in my opinion of being in the moment and appreciating what's happening in the moment rather than getting hung up on the next thing that's, that's after that. Because if you're always looking ahead at the next thing, you never enjoy what's actually happening to you Mm -hmm. now. And then you wake up one day and go, well, shit, I missed all of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now we have, we prepared this question. We weren't really sure whether we should ask it, whether we should ask it uh, because it's a bit politically charged. So we can always cut it out if you don't really feel comfortable. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> but when accepting uh, an award, Tyler, the creator, an artist that you've mentioned before in this episode, um, said that the N word, that, no, sorry, that the word urban is basically for him, the politically correct way of saying the N-word. What do you think about this? Um, I don't know. I didn't know he had said that. So the word just urban? Yeah. When people uh, refer to urban music, because they he said it diminishes oh. the accomplishments. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I, now that makes more sense. Um, you know, initially I would say I agree with that. Yeah. Because why is there why do you need to tack that on there? You know, why isn't music just music? If it's, if it's yeah. music, then it is. And there's no other, it, it, it does seem like, a, um, initially to me, you know, just now considering it right now, 
it does seem like an attempt to put an asterisk on something like, oh, mm-hmm. it won an award for music, but it was urban music. Yeah. No, it's music. Yeah. I, th- I think he went on to say, I, but, but basically the way I understood it was uh, anytime someone does something of color, anytime someone of color does something which is a breakthrough, they always get it, their music labeled as urban. So this was his kind of complaint. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I agree with that. I mean, I don't know if I would go so far as to say, I don't know if he said it was the equivalent to the N-word or not. I have no idea where he's like putting the equivalency to it. But it is, in my opinion, it's definitely an attempt to put an asterisk on it, Mm. which is a shame because all it does is show, again, that there are people trying to control everything, the music industry and, and people succeeding in the music industry rather than just allowing music to flourish. Okay, I think we should wrap up now. Um, so do you have anything left to say? Do you have any kind of uh, piece of advice you'd give our listeners? Um, open-mindedness, that is, that is key, especially if you're listening to music. But I mean, in general, that's obviously a nice thing to have is open-mindedness. It's not always easy to have. Sometimes it's very challenging. But Yeah, exploring music with an open mind, sitting down, taking the time to be an active listener, having lyrics in front of you, trying to listen to everything that's being said through the both the lyrics and the music. If you do that, it's an incredible experience. It's it can be challenging, but it is an incredible experience. Okay, then uh, all that's left to say is uh, thank you to the listeners. Thank you so much, Sean, for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, I hope you had a good time. I did. Yeah, this was fun. This was fun. Okay. Okay, so we'll hear from you in the next one.